What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform it is that you check this thing out at. And if you've got a second, leave a review. It's the best way to support the show. I appreciate it a ton, and I'm sure whoever you share it with will appreciate it as well. This episode is brought to you by Action, Specialty Roast Coffee and Natural Supplements. Make sure you head to drinkaction.com. That's action spelled with a K. Sign up for a subscription. You'll save 20% off your monthly order. And if you use the code word curious, you'll save 15% off the first order of that subscription in addition to the 20% off that you're already getting. It's a killer deal. You can get specialty roast coffee that's straight from Guatemala. No preservatives, no pesticides or insecticides, all natural coffee. And it's small batch roasted in Austin, Texas upon your order and shipped fresh to your doorstep. We also have natural supplements, things like turmeric and hemp and MCTs and some other products that are coming along the way. Can't share them with you yet, but you're going to be wanting to tune in. So make sure you follow on social media at Drink Action, A-K-T-I-O-N, and make sure you check them out. My guest today is one of the world's foremost experts in nutrition and diet. He's a four-time MMA coach of the year. He's a weight cutting expert. He's worked with athletes like Ronda Rousey for championship bouts. He's trained Olympians, world champions, Cam Haynes uh, for ultra marathons. He's very outspoken and somebody though that I go to when I need to, you know, get some insight from a diet and exercise perspective. He's a straight shooter and couldn't be more excited to have him on the podcast for a second time. If you're looking for diet and exercise advice, um, tips, and just a resource, this is an episode you're going to want to check out. So give it up for my guest, Mike Dolce. this show on the road my man it, no. it has been quite a while hasn't it it's been almost like a year and a half i was gonna say probably feels like two years or so but during the the covid era time is is you know very mystical at the moment right is it even real like i don't even know if this last two years has been real i've i i've never in my life felt more like i'm gonna wake up and everything for the last two years has been a dream absolutely or a nightmare yeah yeah that's a good point Right. It's, it's been crazy to see. I remember distinctly the beginning of 2020, January, February. I had lots of plans. I was, I was traveling overseas seminar, seminar series. Uh, my youngest uh, were, were just in starting their school experience, kindergarten and pre-K, all of that stuff. And then it blown up to the point that my wife and I are outside in hazmat suits, spraying Amazon deliveries, and then letting them sit in the garage for an extra like 24, 72 hours, not knowing to the point that we're at now, which is bullshit. Pardon, you know, I don't know who, whatever, yeah. I'm gonna speak the truth, right? The Curious Jones podcast, so I'm just gonna tell the truth to the point that now we have so much science behind us, we realize how much what we were told was absolutely wrong. And then the people who were lying to us at that time are continuing to tell us what to do which is horrible. Like that's the nightmare aspect of it. We don't have access to real data. I mean, you and I likely do, but you know, and your, you know, your audience, but it, it's crazy times for, for most folks out there. It's, you said something that really got me thinking, right? Um, I remember that first couple of weeks I went to the grocery store and there was a lady, older lady, probably fifties, sixties. She was working the register. Yep. And I remember like the person in front of me was checking out and this lady's coughing and I got mad like inside. Like I didn't, I didn't show it to her, but inside I was mad. I'm like, yeah. we're three weeks into this thing and you're here. Your yep. business would probably give you time off and you're coughing all over my stuff. And I'm yep. probably going to go home and kill my family. I had just had a, a newborn. So I was like September oh. to January. I was like, you know, new dad scared. But just like you, I quickly, as I started to take on all this information and some of it was just out there and I came across it just by living life. But 
but I'm yep. a curious person, hence the, the podcast. And like love yourself, it, love it. Yep. I was like, okay, well, let me understand this more. And what does this mean? And I tried to talk to people who uh, in some cases, politically, I don't agree with, I want to get their yeah. take. And all that said, two years later, I'm kind of like where you are, man. I'm like, all right, can we please get on with our lives? This yep. has been way overblown. We're being manipulated, if you want my honest opinion. Absolutely. And I'm afraid because th there's some difference in people at a fundamental level that allows people like you and I and so many others to change, yep. to get information and to make a decision based on that and to change how they're feeling. And I, I don't know what that is about me. I've never felt, though, that I'm tied to anything that I've ever said. Um, I'm comfortable with going back and part of it. I almost look at that as currency. I view I'm a more valuable person. If I can be honest and show that I don't make perfect decisions all the time, because I, when I see people out in the world, maybe some are fooled by it, but when I see people in the world saying that they know all the answers and they do everything right, I'm yep. instantly skeptical. And that's yep. honestly, like, it's a big reason why I've been a fan of yours because you're just honest. Like you're not, you don't sugarcoat it. You don't try to have that sales and marketing spin. You're just like, Hey, here it is. Take it or leave it. Yep. That's the truth. And then prove me wrong. Please listen to everything I say, which is evidence-based. It's very well researched. It's also from an experienced perspective, which is important. And then take that into your own world, test it yourself, apply the scientific method to the things that I'm saying, but understand here is valid evidence plus the experience. This is my final conclusion, which I'm then sharing with you. Prove me wrong and let me know, please, if I'm missing this somehow, give me that new data point. It's like, you know, the Elon Musk um, on Rogan and they were talking about, you know, aliens. And, you know, Rogan was like, hey, uh, you know, aliens are real. And Elon's like, well, no, there's no data to support that. And Rogan basically says, well, what if, they, you know, they showed up to earth and, and Elon says, well, that's a new piece of data to consider. Like until the data is there, then it's all just speculation. Now we have so much data like you. And I was one of the early um, fitness, you know, influencers, let's say, and I don't, I don't consider myself, but you know, I, I am, you know, known well enough um, in, in the fitness community to say, Hey, when this is starting, you know, guys, like let's, let's take a beat here, shut down the gyms for the next two weeks. Let's understand what's happening. Is this direct transmission? We don't know anything about it. In, this is like March of 2020. Let's take a beat. Let's PT's personal trainers. Let's be really conscious of how we're engaging with people. Like, let's, let's figure this out first. Let's look at the data. Then my team and I, we looked at the data. We said, you know what? No, this is ridiculous. We need to be healthy. We need to be fit. You know, enhancing immunity through exercise, reducing BMI. We started to see all the comorbidities, all the comorbidities associated with, with severe COVID infection and fatality are high BMI, poor lifestyle, um, sedentary, um, lack of proper nutrition, you know, repressed immune system. And we all know the link between obesity and reduced immunity, but also there's a direct link to obesity and lack of vaccine effectiveness. So we understand that therefore we must, as fitness experts, we must now get back into our communities and help the world become healthier. And I was shadow banned for this. I said, wear your mask, social distance. And I am a germaphobe, by the way, of, of severe, like it it's, can be crippling. Like if, if I shake hands with someone, I could literally feel that on my hand. And I have to go wash it. Like I can see germ transmission, which is all crazy, but I'm, I'm hyper aware of this. So it, it's something that I deal with. So if someone like me, who's super germ conscious, which is great in a way, but at the same time, I'm super germ conscious. And I'm saying we need to get back and help people. Like you need to be wear your mask, social distance, but there's ways to open up the fitness world. And let's start educating on personal responsibility. Shadow ban on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, to the point that I had to start a brand new YouTube channel because I can't shake the shadow ban anymore. I was getting, you know, tens of thousands of views to, per day to a couple hundred per day. My Facebook page hasn't grown in a year and a half since I made those statements. I've been stuck at 132,000 followers, which I've mentioned a few times before, all because I said you must become personal accountability. Personal health is more important than public health because personal health takes care of public health, right? 
how can I worry about my neighbor next door if they're sitting in the house getting McDonald's and eating that and not moving their body all day? Me wearing a mask is doing absolutely nothing. And, you know, our, our, our good friend, you know, Sean Stevenson of the Model Health Show, he's a research scientist. And he started pulling all the data to show that those cloth masks, this is a year and a half ago, they're not effective. Every medical industry professional understands those cloth masks, surgical masks, well, they're not effective. It was all a, a false sense of security, which I believe increased transmission and infection because people thought, hey, I have the mask on, I'm safe. When in fact they were spreading it and then they were now, they were also receiving it because they had the, I said, you know, they had a you know, dirty sock wrapped around their face and somehow that's protecting them. That's, so there was so much bad information out there, which I think made things even worse instead of focusing on personal health. Yeah. That would have eliminated, I believe, a large majority of the, the, the well, we could say the infections due to enhanced immunity, but also severe um, infections and also the hospitalizations and then fatalities had people just number one, got their BMIs low and, and enhanced immunity. Yeah, we've missed such an opportunity just to make um, Americans in the world in general, healthier people. You know, this yeah, could have been absolutely a good point. All of that. Um, it's interesting. So I've heard and I think I've had moments and I can't prove it um, of being shadow banned or just caught inside of the algorithms because I've been somewhat outspoken. And I think I don't know if it's for me because I've shared other people, whether it be you or Ian Smith or yeah, Rogan, yeah. and that because my engagement with that account is something that they catch that, yeah. okay, you're thrown in timeout because you're sharing this information. And for anybody that thinks that this is crazy talk, and I don't, th I, I think at this point, I mean, I'm almost two years in, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably feel somewhat similarly, or you're getting a complete eye-opening uh, experience because you stumbled across this and thought, oh, let me check out these two bald guys with facial hair and see what they're saying. Oh, um, but I mean, if the last two or three weeks isn't like about as much evidence as you need that there is a literal attack on open-mindedness. It's not even just an attack on one side or the other. It's an yeah. attack on open-mindedness and critical thinking. And uh, you mentioned the scientific method earlier. Like, yeah. what's that? That is yeah. that a thing anymore? I mean, yeah. quite honestly, let's let's start teaching children that because the only hope that we can have is that we teach a core fundamental set of principles to the youth and let them take those principles and really see for everything for themselves because this uh, we're going to tell you how it is type of thing. And we're going to take any type of resource, whether it's Rogan or yeah. any, I mean, he's the, he's the poster child of it right now. Um, but he's not the only one you yeah. and, and countless others. So, I mean, that's happening right now. And it's only because people are saying, Hey, maybe we should take a second look at that. And that is the whole point of science. Like, Absolutely. ruthlessly challenge what you think to be true. Yeah, absolutely. And science is questioning. Science is not conclusion. Science constantly evolves and changes. Look at the, the keto, the, the, the low carb, high carb, or moderate carb argument. That is rampant. Look at carnivore versus vegan. Like all these idiots out there, unfortunately, they point to one study that validates their bias. And then they hang their hat on that for the rest of their life. And they go out there and they use, and unfortunately, the more charismatic the, the, the opinion you know, creator, the opinion carrier, let's say, that patient zero in that little tribe, the more charismatic that individual is, the more dangerous that message becomes. Where you and I understand, and I'm, I'm an advocate of, of being an omnivore. Well, humans, well, we eat plants and we eat animals and so of our ancestors and so do the highest performing athletes and so do the longest living among us. We're all omnivores. We're not carnivores. We're not vegans. Processed foods will kill us on both sides. So let's avoid the processed foods. Let's eat, you know, earth grown nutrients, which is what we say, wide variety, but in, in moderate portions based upon activity and goal set. Like how simple, how easy is that? I'm the contrarian. I get beat up by both of these fools, you know, you know, kind of, they, and I don't know what I'm talking about because I tell our community that, Hey, you know what? You, you should eat healthy carbohydrates like oats and quinoa and amaranth and white potatoes, sweet potato, beans, lentils. 
somehow like that's going to kill people or like you should eat some meat. I, I eat, you know, I eat meat, I eat fish, I eat animal protein, animal products, right? That's going to somehow kill people. So the point is science is, is flawed. Science is wrong. Science is always wrong. And scientists are always fucking wrong. The best scientists are always wrong because that keeps them questioning. That keeps them curious which then keeps evolving the conversation. There's no finale. I mean, look at the, you know, the, the, the most brilliant among us, let's say, the, 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 the famous scientists, and they're not brilliant. They're just studied into their niche. Look at a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Everyone's like, oh, he's such a smart man. Is he though? What's his BMI? I guarantee you his BMI is well over 30. Now he will sit there and I went after him on Twitter and I believe I was, I was shadow banned. I was attacked heavily for that because he was talking about how being unvaccinated is, is a byproduct of being a conservative. Like a political affiliation somehow makes people unvaccinated. No, that's not true. And he was saying, hey, you, you don't believe science. Well, dude, you are obese. Neil deGrasse, I said, hey, you want to you know, die on this hill? Why don't you stand up and tell your millions of followers that you are now a man of science and you believe that obesity and high BMI is the number one comorbidity associated with fatality and severe infections of COVID? And why don't you say, you know what? I'm going to get my BMI down to 25, the medically approved standard. So this, quote, man of science is refuting all medical science that we understand BMIs above 30 are directly correlated to all cause mortality. What's from all diseases? What's hockey what's, sticks up above 30. And I guarantee you he's above 30. What do you think's happening there? Because I can't imagine that he isn't smart enough to know that. I think his, his own political bias clouds his logic. Is he smart? Well, that's all relative smart at what I guarantee you. He can't come into my facility. He, he can't get a, an elite athlete to become a 1% of the 1% as far as performance goes. He cannot train an athlete to medal in the Olympic Games like my team does every, every games, every year, win world titles. He can't do that. I might not be able to write mathematical formula to understand the, the, the universe as it is right now because I'm not trained in that field. Had I spent time to develop that skill set, likely I think I'm a smart enough individual. I would have been able to figure that out. I chose not to because of aptitude and passion. Same thing with him. He might be good and competent at what he does. Other individuals seem to think so, but he's charismatic. And because he's charismatic, and I'm just using him, there's many out yeah. there, but because he's charismatic and he can tell a story, that makes him more prominent. There's other, and I know very, I'm, I'm blessed to be around geniuses. Very high. I'm, I'm hired by high level individuals to help them perform better in their health and physical fitness, right? To help them perform better in their lifestyle. So that's an aside. Very smart people. I'm, I'm blessed to be around those very smart people. And I'm humbled to be in their presence. I don't know if Neil's that, but he's good at what he does. But at the same time, his confirmation bias is so heavy and so deep. And he, even whether he knows it or not, he succumbs to his own political leanings and that interferes with his scientific message, which at that point he becomes a Fauci who I, I believe is just, we, you look at the math and I, I'm not, I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I'm not, I'm apolitical completely because they're all liars. They all go to the same bar after this, the, the Senate hearings and after the Congress hearings, they all go to the same bar and they hang out. Right. They all go to the same barbecues and they clank beers together as they're all making millions of dollars taking advantage of us. They're more like like each other than they are like us. But back to like individuals like Neil, their confirmation bias is so strong. If he was truly a man of science, he would say, hey, guys, listen, I believe vaccines really work. Like Elon Musk says, I believe they really work. Here's a lot of great data to support that. But also. I see that vaccines don't work in those with BMIs above 30. Vaccines do not work within, not work nearly as well with individuals that have higher levels of obesity. That is due likely to an inflammatory response of the, the fat cell accumulation. Chicken or the egg, nobody, no science really knows, scientists really knows, but they know that vaccines are not as effective in those who are obese. That's not an opinion. That is fact. Every pharma company is aware of that, which is why they don't use higher BMI individuals in their clinical trials. Why is that? Who, who mostly needs the vaccine? Is it me? I had COVID. 
I had a fever for a day. I had some body aches for two days. I had a little cloudy thinking for three days. Here I am talking to you two months later, fucking crushing workouts, living a great life, right? I'm not the, 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 the person who really needs it. It's those who are sedentary, those who are higher BMI, those who don't live a healthy fit lifestyle, those who are immunocompromised. But unfortunately, they don't test for that. And I don't want to make that. I know we got lots of other things to talk about, but this is just this is just a dude here who works in the health and fitness field, who is a father of two children, who is totally like aware and concerned about what's happening in the world. Remember, I was on the my front porch taking this all seriously, every bit of information that came in in a hazmat suit with my wife, spraying down everything and opening the boxes and spraying down again and wiping them and putting them in a safe space in plastic in our garage because we didn't know if these packages were contaminated as they were delivered to our house. We started living like that. And then as new data came out, we said, you know what? This is bullshit. This is not true. You're and we adapted though. with the science yeah. and that's where I am right now. You're secure. You're a secure individual. Your world didn't come crashing down because you were wrong. And that's no. what it is, man. You see people who can't handle being wrong. They can't handle failing. And because of that, they are dug in so far that their only hope is that this all kind of slowly fades away, which I have a feeling that's how it's going to play right out now. over the next couple of years, yep. you know, leading into elections. And it's, it's, it can't continue to be a polarizing, you know, component of, of what we're talking about and you'll see it go. Um, but I did want to ask you, you, you mentioned the keto thing. Yeah. Um, so I recently had Zach bitter on the podcast. Okay. Um, I was actually surprised because he wasn't like pushing keto messaging. We talked about why it works for him and he was really like, Hey, look, you know, everybody's different. Um, really kind of put me on my heels, honestly. Um, uh, and it got me thinking as, you know, having you on the show, are there, even if they're lesser than not, are there moments where you can look at somebody and based on all of their variables, say this type of a higher fat diet would be more beneficial for you? Not that it's for everybody, but somebody like Zach and, you know, high level, I'm sure you know, you know who he is and what he does, but his feedback to me was, Hey, you know what? had some issues with my gut, tried a lot of things, high fat diets kind of took away my gut problems. Um, I'm in an endurance sport with ultra marathon running, which is so low intensity that I can kind of get by with that type of um, fuel source. And so yep. for me, it really, really works. Um, do you look at that and still say that's flawed and you can be better? Because I think the net from the conversation I got with him was I'm probably sacrificing a few things but I feel like the net benefit of all factors for me is positive. Well, I, I don't know enough about Zach to truly offer an opinion on him, on his lifestyle. So I, I don't want to you sure. know, go that, but let's speak in generalities. Now we work with multiple endurance athletes and gentlemen like Cameron Haynes. We work with Cameron Haynes as he competed in a 100 mile ultra event at altitude above 5,000 feet going back a couple of years. We work with Galen Rupp. Galen Rupp won the bronze. I should, I say earned, not won, earned the bronze medal in the 2016 Olympics for the United States in the marathon. So we have experience working with ultra elite athletes in endurance based events. None of those did we have on a ketogenic diet or even a high fat diet. They were higher calorie diets based upon you or I, because I'm not burning the same amount of calories, higher carbohydrates than I consume as a bigger man, I'm a much bigger man than both of them, but they were burning that to such a degree that they needed that. Now we understand endurance athletes need a higher portion of fat to fuel that style of racing. And we wanted to teach their body to become more fat burning for those longer sustained events. But I will also say the percentage of endurance athletes on this planet is near zero, statistically speaking. So we're talking about a near zero statistic. Not many individuals will ever run a marathon. Although you see thousands of people running marathons, that's fine. There are billions of humans on the planet. 
I'm one of the more fit, fit people you'll probably meet. I'm not the fittest for sure, but I'm one of the more fit people like yourself. I've never run a marathon. I've never run a half marathon. I've run a few 10 miles. I run 10 miles every couple of years. I'll go into a running phase. I'm just too big and too bulky and I don't have good gait and good stride. And it beats up the force compression, beats up my hips and my knees a little bit too much, right? So I, I can't swim either. I, I drown. Point being, we will take an individual. Now, how do we work with all of our athletes? All of our athletes are humans. Let, let me break this down briefly, if, if you'll allow me. Humans, we are cellular organisms at our base. That's all we are. So you and I sit here as, as these handsome, shiny head, bearded, good-looking beast of men. This is all a facade. We are simply trillions of cells all just stuck to each other going through these life cycles, living and dying. We are cellular organisms, full stop. Knowing that we are cellular organisms, we focus on micronutrient, um, micronutrient fulfillment, phytochemical fulfillment. We focus at the cellular level first because if we do not pay homage to the cells of the body, the macro ratio does not matter. And I don't hear this from most of my peers working in the health and fitness space. Rarely do they, do they talk about cellular health and cellular activity and what the actual cells of the body need. They don't, because that's all we are at our base. We are cellular organisms. We're not muscle. That is like, that is so far downstream from what we truly need. So what we do is we look for the most nutrient dense food sources and we get those from animal base and plant based in a wide variety once again. So we fulfill 80 to 90% of our lifestyle with a wide variety of earth grown high net nutrient foods. All right, that's the base. Now, someone like Zach, let's say, or Cam Haynes, let's say, or Ronda Rousey, everyone knows Ronda, right? An athlete like that, these super high level eight class performing athletes. Well, then the last 10% of our nutrition programming we can start skewing that skill specific. What are you trying to do right now? Zach wants to, you know, run hundreds of miles. I'll just, again, I don't know him, but I'll use him as a muse. He wants to compete in that field at this small sliver of his life, whether it's three years or 10 years, it's still a small sliver of 120 year, you know, potential lifespan. It's a small sliver and you cannot jump over the cellular necessity of the micro and phytochemicals. Can you get that from only fat-based sources, high-fat sources? Doubtful. There's some on the, the carnivore keto community will point to how it's, you know, theoretically possible, like the vegans do also. I've yet to find a fully compliant vegan, so it's not just the carnivores, it's the extremists. I've yet to find, and I know all the carnivores, by the way. They do not eat only carnivore. I know all the ketos. They, I Funny, I went out. True story. I was at this, you know, big fitness event and I was invited to be there and like all these like super famous, like awesome, like good looking people. I was like, damn, like, man, and I'm, I'm like invited to be a part of this group. And they're all like keto, keto, low fat. Da, 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 da. I'm more like, hey, moderation, moderate this, that we all go out to dinner. I was the most low carb person at the fucking dinner, slamming beers and alcohol, breadsticks and pasta, burgers with fries. Oh, I never eat like this bullshit. Bullshit. And I was like, these fucking lying motherfuckers, pardon my language. I don't want to curse, but that's the truth of it. Most of the keto heads running around out there, most of the carnivores, they do not live that lifestyle. They sell it. Sean Baker's probably the only, and I know, I know the majority of them. Sean Baker's the only one I believe is mostly compliant. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I don't know any of them who are. So they sell this story, but they still eat the plant-based. Who's the carnivore MD? Paul Saladino. Carnivore MD, but he eats plant-based foods all the fucking time. Says seed oils are bad. He takes credit for George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre, once, twice a week, is telling everyone how awesome hemp oil is. Hemp seed oil. That's a seed oil, dude. Like, seeds are, Paul, seeds are bad. Carnivore MD, but he's saying, well, I eat all these plant-based foods also. But carnivore, 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 buy my carnivore-based products. But also I eat plant-based foods and so does everybody else I, I teach to eat. Seed oils are bad, he says, 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 and he makes it look good because he's in good shape and he's an MD after all. I mean, my initials are MD, by the way, coincidence, <laughs> I don't know. But then his most high profile, you know, client or case study, George St. Pierre, is eating fucking ice cream sundaes once a week and eating poutine and, and 
representing a hemp oil company or a, a hemp seed oil company that he says he takes. So what's true here? This is all, and I just say this to you and to those listening, so they hopefully you can pull back and be like, you know what, that, that makes sense. Why is he saying this when he's not living it, when none of his clients actually follow it? So why is he pushing that? Oh, because he's making money by selling it. And I get pissed off at all of my peers. Like, guys, gals, why don't you just tell the truth? Eat a wide variety of earth-grown nutrients. Avoid all the processed stuff for sure. All the synthetic toxic chemicals, you get idiots like Lane Norton running around telling people that clean eating is bad for you. While he's selling, his, his, he was selling his failed carbon supplement line, which was just packed full of synthetic toxic chemicals. All the preservatives, all the flavor adders, all the flavor stuff, telling people all the, you know, kind of like, don't look at that. Clean eating is not sustainable. You can't eat clean all the time. I do. What are the regulations for that? Because I think a lot of people think that if somebody's making claims on a label, that there has to be at least something behind that. I mean, and as somebody that's, you're in that space, I mean, that's, you live it and breathe it. So can you give a little bit of insight as to the level of regulation when it comes to that? There's from, as from a supplement perspective, yeah. there's no regulation. You could go out and make supplements right now, literally at, on your kitchen table, in your bathtub, you could package it and sell it legally, legally. Now you might have liability if someone sues you, if you're making false claims. So what are those claims? You know, you'll lose a hundred pounds by taking this and you don't lose a hundred pounds. Well, maybe I can, I can file a civil suit against you. Maybe I actually get sick and get hospitalized. Maybe I can then file a criminal suit against you but there's no FDA regulation. New, now food products, there is more regulation on food products, which is why most of the fitness marketers, they sell supplements. So you have a supplement label, not a nutrition label, right? The supplement facts, not nutrition facts. So the regulation is so bullshit. Like the FDA is bullshit by and large, right? How many things get approved by the FDA that are later recalled for fucking giving people cancer and killing them? Yeah. All the time. I mean, just do a quick Google search, right? Don't take my word for it. Everything. Do your own research, ladies and gentlemen. But we understand that artificial sweeteners have severe negative impact to the digestive system. When I say that, nobody can refute that. Although the fitness marketers will talk about how artificial sweeteners are shown to help lose weight and lose fat because it gives you the sensation of sweetness without the extra calories. So you can argue that bullet point conversation. It's a straw man conversation. Well, if I remove sugar from, you know, meal A and meal B has natural sugar, meal A is lower total calorically. Therefore, meal A is a lower calorie diet. That's true. But we understand and every scientist understands, and there's no studies that refute this, Artificial sweeteners have a negative impact inside the microbiome, the digestive system. We know that to be true and no one refutes that, but those fitness marketers will only point to the calorie equation, seco calorie in, calories out. They'll only point to the calorie equation and not step back and say, how does this affect the human organism? Yeah, I can how speak to that. The Big I'm time. Sorry? I, was a, I was an energy drinker energy drink drinker for years like rockstar should you know? fucking send me a check in perpetuity man i was drinking wow. three three of those 16 ounce cans a day for 10 years and i could count on two hands the number of days that i probably went without one um wow. Wow. It, it was bad and i developed a two or three year pro I mean, as a young guy without giving too much detail, I mean, I was having colonoscopies, I was having endoscopies, I could not figure out what the problem was, I lost a ton of weight, a ton of weight. Um, couldn't every time I would eat, just felt like I was full, I was kind of gassy every morning, I'd wake up and it just was a problem. And I took, you know, I'm big on natural things started to increase turmeric intake, I started to drink a lot of water. And I tried to remove those rockstar energy drinks. And within two or three weeks, I started to feel better. Yep. And I think, you know, where I'm at today, it certainly isn't 
a reflection of only removing something like that from my diet. But what I can say is it certainly bumped me, you know, from here to here. And then my natural uh, feeling better then allowed me to take it the rest of the way. Like I didn't even have the energy strength over a course of time where I could push myself to the way that I can now. And it just, you know, I was basically starting from the back from last place every single time I would start a race, you know? Good analogy. Yeah. We know that's the, the thing that pisses me off. We know this to be true. We know this to be true. Now, science is now moving towards all disease might actually start in the gut. Some disease might start in the gut. There is clear data to show that certain diseases start in the gut. We know this to be true, but the fitness marketers out there who are charismatic and influential, they don't care. They have access to the same damn science I do and more so even more, maybe even more so they have access to that. And what they don't care because of margin, they will make more money per unit by using synthetic toxic chemicals and polluting their end user for a three extra cents per unit because they can use sucralose or the stabilizers and the preservatives. And you know, for your audience, when something says natural flavors, usually it's not natural. The FDA allows the term natural flavor to be a blanket to cover unnatural ingredients. Natural flavor does not mean naturally derived. Natural flavor is not an organic ingredient. Natural flavor is a synthetically created list of ingredients. So when you see natural flavors, just know they are not natural. That is, that is a polluted, synthetically created category that the FDA allows. Now, the FDA also has what they call grass, generally recommended as safe. And I like to say this, it's generally recognized as safe. That Think of that, sucralose, generally recognized as safe, but only to a specific threshold. And here's the problem. They will rate one ingredient based upon its generally recognized as safe threshold if you consume that one ingredient as it is listed, one serving size, but you have that plus this, plus this, plus this in every meal. You're having one, two rock stars. You're having maybe a a, a Pepsi Cola. You're having a, um, I don't know, a, a cookie crisp or sugary flakes or you're going out to McDonald's or fast food or just a normal restaurant. And what happens? It's like the Joker in the Michael Keaton Batman movie. For those of us old enough to remember, the Jack Nicholson character was killing everyone in Gotham City and nobody could understand why, because he was poisoning all of the consumables, the lipstick, the soap, the makeup, the, the, the beverages, the soft drink. Now, one stroke of lipstick by itself wouldn't kill anyone. But the lipstick combined with the eye makeup combined with the soda, that was the lethal dose that would kill everyone. That's exactly what's happening in our food supply. And if you don't believe me, look around. Look at your family. Look at your friends. Look at your neighbors. Look in the grocery store. Look at those bodies. Look at the data. Childhood obesity is the highest rate it has ever been in recorded history. Childhood diabetes, the highest rate it has ever been in recorded history. Coincidentally, adult diabetes and adult obesity, the highest rates they've ever been in recorded history. More adults are overweight and obese today than they have ever been in the history of this country. Why is that? I'd imagine. Because we know less about science and information? I would imagine. (laughs) No, look at this piece of technology greater than the Apollo 13 mission, which allegedly got people to the moon. True or not, I don't, I don't know that. I don't have enough information, but, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we just, we just think about this. We know, you and I know what's true, but man, we're battling against very powerful marketing forces. And that's why I speak so vocal and so loudly, and I'm blessed to be here on your show, to speak my piece so your great listeners and your audience can listen and say, fuck, hmm, Dolce sounds like he's a bit extreme, by telling people to eat healthful whole foods devoid of synthetic toxic chemicals and wide variety, that, that makes me extreme. Like I said, I'm a contrarian now. 
because they say, you know what, keto carnivores kind of doesn't really work for most people. Vegan, ultra plant-based, you know, that kind of doesn't work either. Either. Why don't you just eat really healthy foods devoid of synthetic toxic chemicals? See how that works. What about people who preach a message that's in line with something like that, but doesn't technically live it on the backside? And some, and what I mean by that is, like, I, I'm sure you've seen, actually, I, heard, I think I heard you talk a little bit about this guy, Liver King. Um, yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've been in dialogue with him. I'm trying to get him on the show. Okay. Uh, but, you know, his message, very primal. You know, the guy's outside. He doesn't, he uses an ethernet cable, supposedly. He's, you know, just very very natural right yeah until you look at him you're like this guy ain't fucking natural like there's no way that bone marrow liver and not using wi-fi makes you 260 and maybe maybe he's shorter i don't know maybe he's not that heavy but the guy is humongous and just chiseled and yeah. so my thought is like i look at that and i don't expect to eat bone marrow and look like that but how many people do or you know that could be like a real extreme example but you know, The Rock doesn't use steroids and neither does John Cena. And like, you just, you have all these people that preach this great message. Is yeah. there a reverse effect where people try that stuff and they, they feel like, well, shit, this isn't working. So I'm going to go follow, you know, Ben Greenfield, or I'm going to go follow Paul Saladino or you yeah. know, like, is there a boomerang effect with that at play here? Well, it's the promise of results without the work right? Take this liver pill, drop all your carbohydrates. What I don't even know what the fuck Ben is selling these days, right? Ben is just, uh, he's, he's a keyword flu. I don't know Ben personally, but we've had some, some, you know, he'll come into my, like my stream every so often, I think trying to just scrape my audience and he'll say something totally inane and nonsensical with no validation and sources, then he'll just disappear again, right? So whatever he's doing, whoever's running his marketing, it's insane. A guy like Ben is like telling, trying to tell people how to build muscle. Ben weighs like 111 pounds telling people how to build muscle because you have to take Ben Greenfield's aminos, his little amino blend. Well, dude, why don't you just tell him to eat some fucking eggs? If you were honest, eat some eggs and maybe a piece of steak or some fucking hemp seeds and some quinoa. But you got to like, you're going to build muscle like Ben Greenfield who weighs less than my sister in grade school. And she, like, that's a tough one. So it's, it's, it's the, the contrarian perspective of these fitness influencers, these fitness marketers who are not honest to their audience. Now think about this. I am, I'm the most successful weight management coach in the history of combat sports. I, I my team and I have a 100% success ratio for 20 plus years working at the most elite level. No other team can claim this. And I say it all the time and no one's ever refuted it because it's true. All the PhDs, all the MDs, all the DOs, all the RDs, all the MSs, everyone with the advanced degrees, they cannot claim what I claim because I'm the only one, my team and I, who have done it. How many fat burners do I sell? How many weight loss pills do I sell? I could easily be pulling Jim Stepani style money if I was putting bogus fat burners out there. Why don't I do it? Because they don't work. I wish I could. I have the integrity to tell my audience the truth, which is why I don't have a massive audience because if I was selling liver pills, desiccated liver, I remember back in the uh, desiccated liver days of the early 90s. And I think this is basically what, what uh, Carnivore MD is selling out there. He's just selling garbage to people trying to monetize. Like, I gotta tell silver. people to eat liver, that's cool. Was that? Selling colloidal silver. Yeah, like, all right, dude, all right, like, just tell me eat real food. I tell people eat real food. Eat real food, eat real food. I said, man, I wish I could patent spinach. Bro, then I'd, then I'd be able to get behind that. Spinach is in every meal plan that we put out there. I can't do that, so I don't do that. I do not take advantage. And everyone listening, hopefully that gives me some credibility, right? I, I sell a, a cold-processed, cross-flow, micro-filtered, grass-fed whey protein isolate called the Dolce Whey. Four ingredients. We actually flavor it, our vanilla, with real vanilla bean. Oh, okay. There's nothing. There's no synthetics. Do you know how expensive this is to make? Our margins are tiny. I make no money off of this. Tiny little bit of money do I actually make off of this. I created this because the industry sucks. And I wanted something that I could consume. And my criteria is 
can I feed this to my kids? I don't yet because they already have more protein than they need. Will I feed this to my kids? If I, if my answer is no, I will not create it. I will not endorse it. I will not push it. Do you know how many products have come through my way, especially when I was in the peak of my UFC visibility? So many. I've turned down six-figure and seven-figure multi-year deals because I can't get behind that stuff. So hopefully when I speak, people will listen and be like, damn, like I put my money or lack thereof where my mouth is. And I just want people to think about what I'm saying. So all the individuals out there pushing their crappy products and their crappy narratives, why don't they just tell people to eat healthful whole foods, eat real food, let's avoid all the synthetics, all the synthetic toxic chemicals that we know are destroying health. So liver king, I don't know the dude. I see some of the pictures pop up here. Like, what do you think about liver dude? Dude, I think he's fucking yoked out of his mind on performance enhancing drugs. Now, like Mark Bell, who admits it freely, Mark gets a pass. Mark talks about being on drugs since he's like, I don't know, in his 20s. But I do push Mark because he talks about carnivore. And I know he's not. And I know when Mark did his bodybuilding show, he said he was following a carnivore diet and he felt like shit. His training was horrible. He was weak. He was skinny fat and couldn't build muscle, couldn't lose body fat until he hired Hanny Rambod. Hanny Rambod upped his carbohydrate. He started eating white rice again. He started increasing carbohydrate intake and what happened? Now he had energy to train. He felt awesome in the gym. He was crushing PRs. He started building muscle again and started losing body fat. So I do push Mark and Chris Bell and I'm open and I love those guys. I'm friendly with those guys. We can actually have a dialogue about that. I push them. Why do you push this carnivore thing if it didn't work? What's the point of it? Well, I just like to change things up. Okay, cool. And Mark does message that enough. That he seems pretty honest about it. He's honest. And that's that why I, I love and respect him on it. I wish he was more honest about the value of eating high net nutrient, healthful whole foods and wide variety like the average American needs to hear. Because I don't care about the elites the 10%, the, the bodybuilders, the, 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 the UFC athletes, the Hollywood celebrities, that's all cool. I care about the 90 plus percent of the population, hardworking men and women who want to live better. They want to look better. They want to be more energized. They do not want to die of the same afflictions that their family did, their parents did. They want to now teach their children how not to be obese, how not to have diabetes, like how not to do what all the other families are doing. That's, that's my goal. That's my passion. And man, I get frustrated when I see other individuals with platforms who use that platform to betray the public trust, like Joe Wicks. I don't know if you saw what I said about Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks. I'm not familiar with Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks, very famous. He's probably the most famous fitness influencer in the UK. Well, recently it came out, and this is allegedly, he allegedly falsified a 12-week transformation just to sell his app. And I did a video on, on my older YouTube channel now, which is shadow band. So we started a, a new one, but my older YouTube channel, we did the video, we broke it down. He said it was a 12 month, 12 week transformation. It was bullshit. In my opinion, it was bullshit. We provided the data. He used photos from two years ago that my followers helped find two years ago. He used photos to show that he was in amazing shape and his after picture wasn't even a recent after picture. Allegedly, allegedly, his after picture was from a few months ago. So it wasn't even an honest transformation. This is a dude with over 4 million Instagram followers. Lord knows this is already a multimillionaire. Like, dude, what's the fucking point of it? I get, I get, obviously I'm heated right now and I apologize. I get heated when I see that because my office, I have le licensed registered dietitians in my office. We deal with regular folks every single day who come to us so distraught for following keto and carnivore and, 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 you know, the body coach and all this other stuff, they have such a disordered relationship with food and they blame themselves because it didn't work for them. And what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me that it didn't work for me? It's fucking nothing. It's you, you they gave you a map to, you know, it, it was a wild goose chase. They, they, they sold you a false bill of goods. And here's what we need to do. We need to get you healthy again eating health, high net nutrient, healthful, whole food and wide variety of food that you absolutely love. And we need you to start moving your body again. Let's go for a walk. Let's just go for a walk outside. Let's see how that goes. So right. That, that's the attitude. That. Yeah. Walking, I think is so underrated. People don't realize the importance of just getting a Chris. I have a, <clears throat> a close friend of mine, bigger guy. He fluctuates. Um, he's probably six, five. He'll go from two seventy and he'll get down to two thirty. Wow. Used to be a football player. Just doesn't have the willpower. 
But the one thing that I've been able to get him, especially in the summertime, springtime will come around, he'll he gets out and we walk in the mornings. Um, and awesome. I mean, he drops 20 pounds just from, just from walking. And then what typically starts to happen is he gets an itch and he starts to get a little bit more active once he gets to that point. And then we're still working on, you know, it gets cold and the walking stops and then everything else starts to stop. And then the diet starts to suffer. And, you know, it's people are, we're very habitual. And I think, you know, I don't know from your perspective, when you have somebody that comes in, that's not been following a good diet, how long it takes for them to get themselves kind of ramped back up. I probably have a skewed, you know, perception of this because I, I'm probably starting from a place of better condition, even though relatively to myself, like I'll, I'll let it go. And you know, you know, you're like, Oh man, I got to like get myself in check, but it's yeah. easier. It's like riding a bike at that point. But I mean, what is the typical time frame of somebody who's just really not feeling it to get themselves in a, where they, where they at least feel like the winds at their back. Yep. Great, great question. We have the first four weeks for us, we call it the health and habit phase. I don't care if you lose weight. I don't, I don't care if you, you, you know, add weight to the bar in the gym. I care about number one, improving your health and number two, creating healthy habits. It's the health and habit phase. And we typically do this. Number one is by increasing calories because when we increase calories from high net nutrient foods, what happens now we start to hit the base level micronutrient and phytochemical intake, which most people are severely missing. They don't get enough calcium, phosphorus, iodine, magnesium. They're not getting enough of the base level nutrients that their cells need to do their job because they're fo so focused on, on, on liver, on, on, on chicken and rice, on, on you know, skinny teas and, and you know, car blockers, whatever the hell that is. We wipe that away. We start to increase their total food intake in meals that they love using healthful earth-grown nutrients. I used to say whole foods, but people thought they could go to whole foods and buy Skinnios because whole foods sells them. And I will say on the, the artificial sweetener, whole foods will not allow any product containing sucralose to be sold inside their stores. Is that because Jeff Bezos and whole foods does not like money? It shows you how dangerous and the true data behind sucralose and other artificial sweeteners is. Right. So when you hear that idiot pushing the sucralose induced product to help you because it, it's low, zero sugar, but it has sucralose. Why doesn't Whole Foods sell that? Because they understand the long term negative effects of that ingredient. So that's an aside. But the first four weeks is the health and habit phase. We just want you to get healthy, baby. We just want you to start establishing healthy habits. We want you to start finding food that you enjoy and eat as much of them as you want from these categories. They can't be processed. They can't be out of a bag, let's say. No, 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 no longer shelf life than three to seven days, maybe at most. I want to see it going bad on your counter after a couple of days, right? I want it to stink in your freezer after a refrigerator after a couple of days. That's the goal here. Eat whatever you want, healthful whole foods. And we then we say the four by four, four weeks, four meals, four times a day, four hours apart. How easy is that? Everyone can do that. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, meal one, meal two, meal three, meal four. Call it whatever you want. I don't care what you call it. Four meals spread about four hours apart. This creates rhythm. This develops a habit. This allows us to start understanding when I get hungry and when I'm not as hungry. The meal should be about the same size. Meal one through meal four should be about the same size. Let's say, you know, about 500 calories per meal. That's about 2,000 or so calories per day. Maybe meal two is 400 and maybe meal four is 600. It's about the same size, evenly spread the four by four, four meals, four hours apart, four times per day using high net nutrient, healthful, whole foods, whatever you want, have fun, enjoy it. Ask yourself 15 minutes after the meal. How do I feel right now? Do you feel light? Do you feel energized? Well, let's do more of that. Do you feel bloated? Do you feel groggy? Well, let's really understand what you just ate and let's start to eliminate the culprit because now we have real-time feedback. And that's what the first four weeks is about. Real-time feedback. We say you must be mindful. You must be intentional. You must be accountable. Mindful of what we're choosing, intentional with those choices and accountable for those outcomes. 
I can't do it for you. I can give you a piece of paper, which will literally be the best meal program you ever follow. Literally. If you don't follow it, what can I do? I cannot stand in your kitchen at 11 o'clock at night and tell you don't open the refrigerator and pull out the, the cheesecake, whatever else might be in there, right? So again, Justin, the first four weeks is a health and habit phase. Are you in the habit yet of going to the grocery store and getting the groceries that you need? Are you in the habit yet of thinking, hey, you know what? Tomorrow's Tuesday. I'm probably going to be hungry somewhere between 11 and 2 o'clock. I'm probably going to have to think about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. But how many people, they get in the car, they drive to work, they sit to work, they're starving. They're like, oh, I'm hungry right now. What am I going to eat? Huh? What are the options? What do you want to get? I don't know what you want to get. Well, what's, what's around? What's here? I don't feel like that. Let's go. That's everybody. How many people get home and do the same thing? They start thinking about what dinner is while they're driving home in rush hour traffic, already hungry and already stressed out. Man, I know what I'm going to eat next Tuesday. It's simple. And even if I do go, I'm going to go to Cave, which is a little paleo restaurant. I'm going to get a little, little turkey burger, no bun, big old massive salad, some bone broth soup, right? That's, that's an easy meal for me. I'm going to go to a little vegan place from seed to sprout. I'm going to get this massive kimchi salad with brown rice mixed into it. It's fucking delicious. Like, so I don't have to like prep everything. I know I'm going to go to Whole Foods. And once a week, I'll go to Whole Foods and I'll get there. They have wild caught salmon. It's like the, the, the $12 meal. Look at the Whole Foods. I'm going to get a salmon. I'm going to get these Brussels sprouts. I'm going to get like this, this tomato pepper medley. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush that. So it's like, I know what I'm going to eat. I'm accountable. I'm mindful. I'm intentional. Some days, um, I've been like sitting over there. I have leftover over there. It was like old chicken that I just, I just literally, I chop up like, like mashed potatoes almost with a spatula. I just chop it up like a fucking caveman. And I pour over some like rice and some veggies that like I took from my, like my wife's plate and my kid's plate. That's two meals worth of food for me. Total leftovers. That's what I'm eating today because I know I'm here talking to you. I'm busy. I'm, I'm you know, on the, the microphone all day today. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to miss a meal. It's because I have the habit now of planning my meals in advance. They don't have to be, I'm not going to microwave that. It's at room temperature. It's sitting on, on, a, on a rogue bench, you know, 10 feet from me sitting there from the refrigerator and it's at room temperature by the time I eat it. I'm not going to cry and complain because I can't cook it. People say, oh man, like I, I, I didn't eat my meal. I had to go to a restaurant because I had no microwave at work. What does that, what does that mean? No microwave at work. What does that mean? I could heat up my food. Well, what are you talking? You're looking for a reason to fail. Mm -hmm. That is old you. And I say fat you, that might not be PC anymore. That is fat you winning. Not, not lean you. And it, it's the tension of opposites, right? You're constantly being pulled to the old you, the old ways, which fail you. And you have to break free from the orbit of those old habits. And that's what the first four weeks are, the health and habit phase. It's so easy. It's so simple. You don't need to hire me. Like, don't. If you call me, you want to hire me. I'm going to say, hey, do this next four weeks. Call me contact me when you've gone through this. And then maybe we can work together. If you can't get through that, listen, I don't want to work with you anyway. You're going to waste your money. You're going to waste my time. And I already have a wait list of people who are ready about it. And they want to make that lifestyle change. Like that's the easiest free advice I could give to anyone. Take four weeks and just get established. And you're going to fail. You're going to mess up every day. I've yet to have a perfect day in my life, by the way. My, I, I, am, I am a totally imperfect person. So please don't, don't act like, or don't think I'm saying I am the perfect person. By far not, by far not. But at least I try every day. I try to just do a little bit better. That's, that's all we got to do here. Seems like the accountability part's even more important than the diet. Comes before it. it, right? I mean- It's everything. Yeah. And you've got a big thing coming up here this summer, which- I've got a busy summer, but I'm like, I, I've heard you talk about it on a couple of lives. I'm like, how do I get myself on a beach in New Jersey and like go hang out with some of these people? How do, um, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, Mike's the fire that I need under my ass to get myself moving, but how do I get engaged more? You know, what's that process to whether it be, you know, the Dolce diet or this, uh, little rendezvous that we've got, uh, here in, what is it, July or June timeframe? June, so end of June. I mean, we got a few things. So those, those listening, if they're interested, if they go to thedolcediet.com, we have a four-week and 12-week personalized online program. 
created by myself, my team of registered dietitians, exercise physiologists, certified trainers, and an expansive web development team. That is, is it's like setting the GPS to your future body, to your future body, all on your phone, on your tablet, completely online. It's awesome, but it's personalized down to the ingredient, workouts, videos, like all the stuff is there. For those who want that, easy way to step into it. We also offer online coaching. You click the online coaching. You can literally hire me for 30 days. It's $200 for 30 days, which is a steal because I typically have a, a, a four-figure plus retainer for my, my other clients, right? So this gives you great access to me, and we, can, we speak in near real time. Text message, video message, um, audio message, and I can walk you through the journey right? What are your issues? What are your problems? You in the gym, you don't know, you're kind of like knees are coming in on this. You know, here's your pantry. What do I eat at work? Whatever it is, man, we, we do that. So that's all there. There might be a wait list and you'll just, you'll be the next in line and it's everyday spots are opening and closing. So there, we also have a nutrition coach certification, which is endorsed by the NSCA, the NASM and the AFAA. So we actually are a continuing education provider for the three largest organizations in the United States, which shows the merit of our curriculum. You become a DDC, a Dolce Diet Certified Nutrition Coach, when you go through this level one training. Now, right now, it's still online, which is great. Our next event will be in March, which is coming quick now. You go to DolceDietShop.com. You will see that we haven't really even started to promote it yet. So I'll, I'll share it with your audience. DolceDietShop.com, pre-registration price. Boom, get locked in. The next event will be in June. This will be a fitness conference, a meet and greet, a networking event. We will have the, the goal is, and we were supposed to do this two years ago, but COVID wiped us out. We had it locked in beautiful, beautiful hotel and resort, literally right on the beach in New Jersey, the Jersey Shore, right down the street from the Stone Pony, which Bruce Springsteen made favorite famous in the like the hub of art and culture on the Jersey Shore. Not like, you know, the, uh, the situation Jersey Shore with a different style. This will be a fitness networking event, amazing guest speakers, amazing energy, cocktail party, bonfires on the beach, workouts at sunrise, cold pressed juices, like education. We might host a level one or level two in-person event, but we don't want it to detract from the speakers. So that will be towards the end of June. No dates yet. Nobody can sign up yet. But if you are certainly interested, you can contact me, I think on Instagram, because we have a growing wait list right now. Just shoot me a message on Instagram, shoot me a DM. I'll kick you to Gabby, who's on our team. Um, I don't want to give the email out, you know, because I we've gotten spam botted before. Shoot me a DM, right? It's crazy. Shoot me a DM. I'll hook you up with, with one of our team members who will put you on the wait list and give you more information. Brother, it'd be awesome to have you out there. That will be, it's going to be a fun event where it's just going to be like, like-minded health and fitness based individuals of celebrity status to just regular folks just trying to learn more and just be around it i just want to be around you guys in person breathe the same air like working out listening to like the motivation how to build a gym how to build a brand how to set up a podcast like how to's and all that stuff lifestyle background um but it's going to be i mean there's no more beautiful place i think than the jersey shore in the summer june is a perfect time the weather's perfect. It's gorgeous. Like literally, we will be literally on the beach in this beautiful resort. So I don't want to you know, oversell it just yet. I got to make sure things are locked in. And I'm we're in New Jersey right now. Things are crazy, right? Things are crazy. But I, I think right now that that uh, all the and we're gonna of course we're gonna follow follow the law to the T, right? So whatever the laws are. But right now we could host it. Um, I just want to make sure we can host it without any restrictions. No, dude, I'm looking forward to the the details when they're final. And I certainly will do everything I can. I'd love to be it's, it's so needed. Like I, I need that. And yeah. I used to do stuff like that all the time. I just, just to me, unless I can immerse myself in it, it's hard. And we've all had to adapt the last two years, but this would be a really good way to kind of like get back to normalcy and, you know, be real good to, you know, get down there for you. So how motivated, like just to be around mm -hmm. like-minded forward-thinking individuals who have, you know, it's that energy. I just want, I'm, I'm selfish. I'm just trying to find a way to get all my friends, all my idols, like all my peers into one big room and I can just suck up that energy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a, a Snoop Dogg was on, I think the Jay Leno show or he's on someone's some, like talk show after Johnny Carson was gone. And he's sitting there and he's doing an interview. This is going back 10, 20 or so years. And the host, Leto or Lennerman or whatever, he's like, yeah, this is Johnny Carson's tie. And, and Snoop Dogg was like, that, that was Johnny Carson's tie? And he's like, yeah, yeah. 
He's like, can I touch it? He touches the tie. He rubs the tie. He like rubs it. He takes it and he, he goes through the act of rubbing his face with it because he understands the type of energy that conveys, right? So that mentality is what I want in real time with all of you guys to be in that, to be in that energy because that's what I need. We all need, we're social creatures, man. Like I need elevation. I, I need innovation. I need that. I need to see like, holy cow, like these people are crushing. Like I need to get up. I need to get fired up. I need to do more. As much as I think I'm doing, well, he and she, they're doing way more than me. Man, I better put on my running shoes and catch up to these fools. Like that's the energy I want, right? And then the ability to give back because I might be a little farther ahead from somebody else in the room. So the ability to give them because I want them to sprint past me. You know, I, I use the, the, the rowboat analogy. I use it a lot. We're all in our own little rowboat. We're all rowing in the same direction. Nobody can row my boat. And I want to look around and I want to see thousands, millions of boats in the water, all rowing in the same direction, cheering for each other, screaming for each other, motivating each other to just keep pulling harder. Nobody can row my fucking boat. But when I look across and I see other people straining and pulling and, and passing me, man, that's the energy I want and I need. And that's the energy I want to share. You're a beautiful man, Mike. No, oh, likewise, my friend. It's an honor, of course, Shit. honor and a pleasure. Yeah, man, we'll, uh, I'll be in touch certainly um, about the summer and a couple other things and we'll need to do this again. Let's not let a year and a half go by next time. I know Let's you're do it. super, super. My fault. No, yeah, man. Good, man. Let's do it. Let's do it more often, man. And, and hopefully, I don't know, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is well received by your audience. I think we're all like-minded and, you know, yeah. polarizing or not, but I don't ever, everything I said is true. Please go look into it. Research everything I said, research everything I said, prove me wrong, man. Come back. Let, let Justin know if I say something that's, you might disagree. That's cool. But did I say anything that's incorrect? No. I mean, if, if, if I'm, if this is a contrary opinion to, to you know, serve your body and eat healthful whole foods and avoid synthetic toxic chemicals and, and start you know, adopting healthy habits, becoming more accountable. If that is contrarian in this day and age, well, we got a serious problem. And we do have a serious problem, I think. So let, let, let's normalize um, just, just you know, common sense of being healthy again. Uh, amen to that. Here's to it, my man. Appreciate right, it. brother, thank you. Of course, of course. Talk soon, talk soon. It's been great. Always.